The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast, episode 279. Hello, Alan. Hello. It's funny, when we were doing the intro, I almost felt like I was doing my radio voice, you know, and you're the one with the radio voice, so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, maybe we should switch, and maybe you should do that. Oh, should do the, the announcing? You know, episode, maybe 280. And we're we'll back. Switch. Yeah, we'll yeah. switch. Um, how are you doing? Everything good? Yeah, things are good. Pretty yeah. good out, still, sun's still out. Keeping busy. Yeah. Keeping busy. Yep. Um, this episode, episode 279, is the truth, because you can't handle the truth. <laughs> um, An oven mitt on the truth. That was actually the thumbnail on the video that I did on YouTube was me in the Tom Cruise scene where you can't handle the truth. That's, That's the actual right. thumbnail. That yeah, I, did. I think I might have seen that actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. The truth about being a new dad that nobody talks about. So, um, yeah. Cause there's, there's some stuff. I mean, there's some stuff that, you know, I don't think people disclose. I don't, some of it's not great. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to talk about some of those things that might be a little bit more difficult than just sort of the surface stuff. And, um, you know, cause having a child, I mean, it, there, there is really nothing else like it. It brings out these emotions and the sides of you that just sometimes you don't even realize you had. And, you know, we get tips and tricks and there's books and videos and all this kind of stuff, but, I really wanted to dive in a little bit more, get a mm -hmm. uh, little bit more truth, a little bit more insight on what it is actually like to be a new dad. So these are all truths that I experienced. So I'm coming firsthand. These are things that I dealt with. Um, I think they're pretty common, just having now talked with more dads, but it's just not things that we talk about very much. So right. let's get to it. Uh, number one, you will worry about things that don't matter. Sure. <laughs> don't we all do this in our life? Yeah. Um, as you go through pregnancy, you know, if you are in the middle of it, um, you know, if you're going to be a new dad, you're going to buy a bunch of stuff you don't need. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you will think that your child's second birthday isn't going to be special enough. Mm -hmm. or that you're letting them down or that X, Y, Z has to happen yeah. or, you know, all of these things. I mean, we worry about so many things that just don't matter. And there's other things that do matter, you know, I mean, and maybe we were, sometimes we worry about them too much, but you know, a child's safety, their health, uh, their, you know, food, how they're growing, you know, whatever. I mean, those are things that maybe you should worry about a little bit more. There's a ton of things to worry about. However, I think so much of what we make a big deal, it's, you don't realize that it's not a big deal. <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. And I see this in the questions all the time that I get, you know, from new dads and soon to be dads on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, hey, how do you do this? And how do you do that? It's like, you know, hey, you'll you'll tie a diaper three times and you'll be an expert. Right, yeah. Like, don't worry about that. <laughs> like, that, that's, how do I burp the child? Or how do I do, like, 
all that tactical stuff like that you don't have to worry about any of that right that is not stuff to stress over you know and and so i think a lot of this stuff is that um you you kind of have to stop catch yourself and and ask like is this really important you mm. know do i really need to worry about this mm. and one of the things I, I i forgot where i learned this but um somebody had told me about um creating a bucket in your mind so you have and call it a worry bucket and you can only put so many things in that bucket it's like your brain you know you can only fit so much stuff in there so this worry bucket only contains so many different things that you can worry about and maybe there's a number i mean maybe you literally have like okay i can only fit seven things in there um and so you have to think about it and go okay well what's in there well if i put something else in there because it's already full if I put something else in there, I've got to stop worrying about something else, right. you know, and if there's a trade-off. And so most of the time you would probably say no. I mean, if you say, you know, is my son's second birthday really wor- worth worrying about or is my job, you know, X, Y, Z, maybe a little bit more important, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's the thing. You really shouldn't worry about anything. It's not healthy for you, but we do. So I, we're I'm, going not gonna, to, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep people from worrying because I, you know, I'm still a recovering warrior, worrier. Right. So yeah. I shouldn't even say recur, re- recovering. I'm still active. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so you can only put so many things in there. So use the worry bucket, figure out if things matter or not. Um, two, you're going to feel like you can't do this for sure. Um, you could be the most confident guy in the world. You know, I mean, confident in your relationship, your job, whatever. Um, bringing up, or I should say, like the, the feelings that you have are brought up when you're when your dad, that you just feel like you're not going to be good enough. And I don't know what it is or why it is because it's just so different. And it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like think about it. It's it's not real. Um, you, you just, you know, whether you're tired or you're stressed out, you're experiencing things that are totally new. You've never had before. You just, you don't know how to handle them. It's just, it's all foreign and there really isn't an instruction manual yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> give, give me time. <laughs> create the instruction manual for dads. Um, you know, I mean, dad university, the podcast, the videos, all that's great. But so much of what we worry about is really in our head, you know? Right. Um, and, I, and here's the thing is I, I'm, I'm somebody who likes having answers, you know? And when I don't have answers, I do get frustrated. I mean, for sure. And so being a new dad is a lot of that in the beginning. You, you don't know the answers to the questions. And I know that for me, that was frustrating. I didn't know how to handle so many different situations. And so for me, I got frustrated instead of sort of being curious and allowing myself the sort of self-acceptance of like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm going to be able to do this. I can handle mm. this. Mm. Um, so for me, that was a big one. You know, I doubted myself a lot. I just said, I don't know if I can do this. This, this is crazy. You know, yeah. um, seems to have worked out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, number three, marriage is hard when you when they're young. So, I mean, think about it. You know, when um, when it was just the two of you, you know, sometimes that's 
hard enough for some people. Um, but when, you, when it's just the two of you, you're really just, you know, responsible for yourself and maybe there's some responsibilities for the other person. But you add a child and all of a sudden, for sure, you are responsible for another human being. And this little human being relies on you for everything. Yeah. You know, whereas your spouse doesn't necessarily, I mean, you hope they don't rely on you for everything. They may mm -hmm. rely on you for a couple of things, but mm -hmm. um, so when you are both focused on the needs of this child or one of you is focused on the needs of the child, because maybe you're the primary caregiver and the other one maybe is more focused on making money. It becomes very difficult to focus on each other. Sure. It just, it just is. And so you mix in those additional responsibilities that you have as a dad and mix that in with lack of attention. <laughs> sure. And you have a recipe for making it difficult. And it, so it just is. And so what I do suggest that is that if you know this beforehand, but more importantly, can make time for each other and have some empathy for each other, the marriage can make it, you know, it can make it through. Um, it's not easy. I can tell you it's, I mean, it's just me firsthand. It was not easy. And there was times where it was tough, but I look at it now and my wife and I are definitely stronger now than we were going through some of those early times. Yeah. Um, right. And it wasn't a lack of um, even love or maybe even communication. It's just hard. It just is. And we have, you have to like, if I go back, I would have probably changed my mindset a little bit to just like to know beforehand that this is going to be rough. Like, like, Hey hon, we're going to have a rough four years. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> like I know I'm not going to get any attention. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're not going to want to provide any attention. You're going to feel like you're, I mean, like whatever the issues were. Um, I think if we, if I would have known a lot of that going into, I would have probably blamed a lot less and like done a bunch of things that I think would have just made it a lot easier. Yeah. And, and vice versa. I mean, I think she would have been a little bit more understanding. Um, yeah. So it's just, it, if I think if you know that going in and people don't tell you that mm. they just don't, you know, like, Oh yeah, everything's great. Yeah. We're having a belly. Yeah. It's hard to the baby, the lack of sleep, whatever. but you don't really talk so much about, and, and that's the truth of why I think that there are so many divorces when the children are young, mm -hmm. because it, it's just not easy. Right. And, you know, you, so you have to be able to communicate those things. So I'll move on to the next one. Um, number four, your gut is not always right. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, when you're a new dad, you're, you don't have a ton of information like on everything because you just don't know a lot. And so we often use our gut and our intuition for things. And it turns out that our gut is often not the best way to handle a situation. Right. You know, and I learned that, I mean, I learned that pretty quickly when I first took a parenting class where, you know, there'd be, they'd give you a situation. I go, Oh, I mean, here's what I would do. No, that's not what you would do in that situation. Cause it's going to create more, frustration for this, this, you know, and there'd be reasons why. And granted, there's multiple answers to handling situations, but I just remember that specific thing of going, wow, I always thought that my gut was going to lead me 
in parenting. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that it didn't, it didn't lead me into, it didn't, it didn't serve me as well. There are some situations, maybe you just have to rely on gut, but in general, it was learning tools. Yeah. You know, it's learning this stuff. It's understanding why our child was doing X, Y, Z. It's understanding why I responded in this way when my wife did this or like, I didn't, a lot of that stuff I didn't know. And when you don't know, you just, you get really frustrated. At least I do. Sure. I don't know the answer or, you know, I, or I'm wrong. Um, it's, it's quite frustrating. So I think, yeah, your gut is just not always right. And so you got to know that. Um, number five, you will forget that your child is still learning. And so here's what happens. Like you think you have a baby genius, genius on your hands, you know, oh, because the kid, you know, can say their letters or their numbers or whatever. Right. And you forget that this child really doesn't know anything. <laughs> like in the scheme of life and brain and, and all of that. I mean, yes, they are constantly learning. And even from day to day, their brain is getting better and better and better and learning. But you forget just how little they know yeah. because they seem very smart. Right. And you end up doing the same routine over and over and over 20 times, 300 times, a thousand times you do the same thing. And for some reason, the next day they don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I say that to my kids now. It's like, okay, we did pajamas, bath or, or bath, pajamas, brush teeth, pajamas, so what do you need to do? What? You know, and then, I mean, like, like all of a sudden they don't know. It's like you've been doing the same routine for four years. Right. And all of a sudden you don't remember. So you kind of have to adjust your expectations, and especially with a newborn, that you'll drive yourself crazy if you think that, like, your child is learning, like, gets it and just understands it. Um, because they're going to do something where you're just like, you already knew this. Mm -hmm. Like, You've done this so many times, and then all of a sudden they forget. Um, I, you know, and granted, Maybe they didn't forget. They're just testing you. Well, that's true, and, and, and I say there's also ways that, like, you know, maybe I'm not as doing a good a job in teaching whatever it is that I was needing mm -hmm. to teach. But their brains are d still developing, and so, in the, like I said, in the big scheme, like they know so little. Yeah. There's so little things, so you have to do things over and over and over again, and then, and that can be frustrating. You know, it can be frustrating to talk to them about cleaning up something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you it is. It's just, it's like, okay, so then I have to, you know, you can't keep saying the same thing and I'm doing something and it's like, it's not working. Right. I got to do something different. You know? Yeah. Change so, your, adjust your strategy. Yep. Number six, you will start thinking about your legacy. So the, your legacy is really like the impact that you make after you're gone. And it's, it's this mark that you leave. And, and I think, you know, whether it becomes your family your community, the world, um, I know for myself, I never really thought about my legacy until I was a dad, until I passed on my DNA code. Mm -hmm. um, I never thought about that. You know, I just didn't. I mean, I was in my 20s. I was like, I didn't think about what kind of, I mean, granted, there's plenty of people that are thinking about what kind of impact they're making on this earth and they're 17 or 20 years old. I didn't, um, you know, just me personally, I, I didn't think about my legacy as a man 
or as a human, what was I going to leave this world and how was I going to leave it better than when I started? And part of that is because you want a better world for your kids to be in, right? You know, and how am I going to improve this? And so I begin to evaluate everything. I mean, my profession, uh, the impact I had on my family and the world around me. And um, a lot of that was the foundation for why I started dad university. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, what am I doing here? What's the impact that I can make while I'm here? How do I want to be remembered? And so how do I want to be remembered by my family, but also bigger than that, the world, Yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not doing just a podcast and videos and content and all this stuff just so my family's happy, you know, that's yeah, part of I it. I don't think part know? of a lot of that seeps into other people's motivations in general, like what kind of legacy am I leaving behind and children are in some way, some kind of legacy. So in, in essence, you're almost transferring it into what you're doing for them as what you would want to do for the rest of the world as well. So you might have a twofold approach here. I yeah. thought about that a lot too. What am I leaving, you know, for my child or, or, um, and, and, um, it, it's giving me in a, in a weird way, motivation to do something that mm-hmm. I had thought about doing, but now I'm like, <laughs> Oh man, now I really should do it. Cause like, I have, I have way right. more incentive now, you know, and, and it's like, it became beyond me to think that way versus, yep. Um, you know, than just doing it for myself because I'm, I'm not, you know, I, maybe, maybe I should be more selfish in that context, but. Right. Right. No, I, I get it. It's like, yeah, when you become um, a father, it's all of a sudden, it's just, it's not I, it's not me, yeah. you know, it's us. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that could be a really big thing and, and your legacy matters, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you begin to feel like it matters at least. Um, and so, yeah, for me, that was really important. All right. Number seven, you will have, happy tears a lot. Um, you may not be an emotional guy. I didn't, I don't know that I considered myself like an emotional guy. I mean, I show emotion, but, um, and you've may not, you may not have ever really cried so much, but I can tell you as a new dad, you, you'll probably cry. Um, yeah. and you'll probably cry a decent amount. And, and a lot of it is happy tears. Um, it's still crying, you know, yeah. Um, and so you can't say that it's not, but it, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, from sadness, it's from happy. Like I think when the birth of my child, uh, the first time they said dad, when they were the first time they walked, there's a lot of firsts, you know, when my son made a card for me, mm-hmm. like, and then brought that to me, I mean, I absolutely broke down in happy tears, Yeah. you know? And, um, I mean, just the other day, you know, uh, they made a card and did something. I was like, oh man, and my, you know, they love to get a tear out of me. Um, like you're crying, aren't you? <laughs> you know, um, see it, you know, see what they can get out of me. But, you know, just even some days where it's just random, where they'll run into your arms, you know, you'll come home and you hadn't seen them. And I mean, I've done it. I promise. <laughs> um, my suggestion is to not hold back the tears, you know, show the emotion, show, I, I think it's good for them. And especially when they're happy tears. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, there's just something amazing that happens. It's like these floodgates open and you end up feeling and experiencing these emotions like never had before. It, it's really cool. I, 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 I like it. You know, yeah. I like that feeling. Um, you know, I'm not embarrassed by it or anything. It's, it's, it's like you become sometimes overwhelmed with emotion. 
and it can be weird situations. I mean, I've had a situation where we're just, we were sitting somewhere as a family and all of a sudden I just looked over, I saw my wife, she's laughing and smiling and my, my kids are smiling and I was just like started tearing up. Yeah. It's like, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm actually tearing up just thinking about that situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, because yeah. it is, it's one of those things where you have, you're sort of overwhelmed with emotion. Um, I, I can't recall that from a happy standpoint. Right. Um, ever before I had kids. I mean, maybe if I closed some really amazing deal, but even then, yeah. well, when I got my first sports car, no, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> That's pretty close. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't cry, but, um, yeah, it's just weird how that happens. And all of a sudden this emotion, you know, comes over you, which brings me to the next one, which is number eight, you know, you didn't realize you could love something so much. And like, I mean, like I said, my, my first sports car was pretty amazing, but I, I didn't necessarily feel that kind of emotion. And, and, and you may even feel like tremendous love for your wife or significant other, but like as a new dad, the way that you love this child is just different. It is so powerful. And it's an incredible thing that you just, you, I, I remember, and still to this day, you look at your child and you just can't even understand how you love them so much. Like it's a, it's like, how is this possible? You know, right. how can I love something that much? And, and yeah. my wife says that all the time too. Yeah. Um, and so those are the moments that you have happy tears. It's like, you just can't believe and, and you would do anything to protect them. You do anything for them and you just love them so much. And, and sometimes, you know, just sitting next to them is fulfilling. You know, it really yeah. is. It's like, a just, I mean, I've had situations where I was just sitting down watching a movie and I was like, God, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. it. Wasn't doing yeah. no interaction, no nothing, just sitting down and, yeah. It, it, you know, they may not have even thought of anything. Or even yeah, care, they're just but, looking at the, what's wrong, dad? Oh, there's a movie. Yeah. You know, you know I, and I will say, I mean, for new dads, it's like, yes, there's going to be tough times. There's frustrations. There's anger. There's like all of those emotions happen. I mean, everything in between. But I mean, the truth is, is that I just, I wouldn't trade the value and trade what it has provided for me for anything. And, you know, you, you get to learn so much. You get to teach someone so much it's just it's a very very unique experience and and i think we can talk about it which we do every you know every week but um unless you go through it it is really hard to understand i that's why i think for new dads or soon to be dads it's it is hard to understand or be tangible because it is one of those things that you just don't you don't realize it until you've gone through it and so um i'd love to hear from anybody you know about sort of if you are a soon to be dad or even brand new dad, it's just sort of that emotion and how you feel and if you have ever felt anything like that before. And so um, I will say just, you know, enjoy the journey, you know, and let me know. Yeah. Uh, Alan, if they have any comments, questions, concerns, what should they do? They should email us podcast at daduniversity.com or maybe hit us up on all the social media networks you could possibly think of. The Twitterverse. Friends, yeah, Twitter. MySpace. Uh, MySpace, Friendster, wherever we're at. Wherever you think we're at, we're probably there under Dad University or Dad Univ. I don't have a Friendster account. You don't? Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't even know if it's still there. Is that still I had there? one when cool. I was a, when I was a youngin. Um, <laughs> but please go to YouTube at the very least, and there's another social media, but that's one of the ones that has all the great videos there. Um, subscribe to there, hit that little bell, you get a notification when new content comes up. Especially.
if you need to be alerted to that. And then if nothing else, go to the podcatcher you're listening to us on now. Please subscribe, leave some reviews, preferably positive five-star thumbs up and, and loving it type of reviews. We really appreciate that and share it with your friends. It really helps perpetuate the show. Awesome. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.